0: Welcome to the Naples Community Church Podcast with Pastor Kurt Anderson. Thank you for joining us today. We hope you find this sermon inspires you, builds your faith, and gives you perspective to see God moving in your life. We trust God has great things in store for you. Enjoy today's message. Well last week I'm going to do something I've never done before and that is preach a sermon based on one verse and that's the tenth verse of the passage that I read last week. And here's why. I went Monday night to the St. Matthew's House, Justin's Place graduation and I was stunned. Now I've I've known so many people who've gone through tremendous changes in their lives, but I couldn't believe, as I sat there in that sanctuary, the uproarious enthusiasm for people who had made it through a full year of of recovery through St. Matthew's house. And the guys were all sitting together, the girls were all sitting together, and they're whooping and hollering and cheering for these graduates. And they, I saw them stand up, all those guys rose up as one, and they're waving their arms, and, and they looked great. They looked wonderful. Likewise, the women, they were right in front of me, so I couldn't really see them as I could the guys, but they looked so good, so full of life. And I just, I saw that, I couldn't believe that all of those people had been so strung out, addicted to drugs and or alcohol. And as the testimonies unfolded one after another, they said, if it weren't, if it weren't for God, I wouldn't be here. You know, yes, they gave credit to St. Matthew's house and Justin's place, but because of what they did as mediators between them and God. And so as that was going on, on the bulletin was this verse. For we are God's masterpiece. He has created us anew in Christ Jesus. So we can do the good things he planned for us long ago the good things that God planned for us, and all the many things that take us off of what God would have us do. They also showed some before and after pictures. The mug shot in black and white, and then the graduation shot. Bright, smiling, happy. Joyous, transformed lives, not by a program, but by the God who loves them. And it's an astonishing thought to even begin to talk about us, you and I, that we are God's masterpiece. Really. If we think about it, our bodies, each one of us have, give or take, about 40 trillion cells. And each one of those cells has far greater complexity, probably, than the rest of the universe combined. All of that out there with all of its gazillions of stars and everything else, doesn't have the complexity of just one little cell. We've got 40 trillion of them, give or take. I think I have more than most. (laughs) But that we are mysteriously and wonderfully made. And our whole story of creation, of God, how God created the world, is so different than the old creation myths of Babylon or or wherever. All of those old creation myths are about one monster eating another monster or something getting cut in half and the two halves are are laid out. The story of our creation is of God dividing the sea from dry land, the lightness from the dark, and the ultimate binary form was the male and the female. In the image of God, He created them, male and female, breathed into their nostrils the breath of life. The creation account that we have inherited is one of God creating out of love, not out of power and out of struggle. God speaks and it is. God loves and we emerge. God makes the man and the woman sees the man who sees the woman and he's so overwhelmed he doesn't even see God anymore because all he can see is her. How appropriate. God leaves, lets him be alone. Next thing you know, these two crash together and out pop children. It's the best thing in the world. God is so happy. And so, God who made us, made us in an act of love. And all of the, all of the forces of, of space and time, it's hard to even imagine that all of the forces of space and time culminate with you and with me, that we're the masterpiece. We're the final product. And even there, I would argue the woman of the two is the final product. Everything was practice up to them. I've always said I think women are far better people than men are anyway. I believe it's true. But the ultimate is the gift that God gives us, this gift of life. And, and then we take this life, and that's what What I saw in such beautiful contrast last Monday night, we take this life and we can squander it so easily. We can go running after all kinds of dumb stuff. Young people, why do they drink? They wanna belong. They want to connect. They want to be a part of something bigger than themselves. They want to be a part of community. And whatever reasons, whatever the background, whatever it may be, whatever genetic propensities toward addiction people have, ultimately it's all about wanting to belong. And I saw Monday night people who knew they were loved, who knew they belonged, and who entered into a community larger than themselves. And they then are endeavoring to do the good works that God has prepared for them. One young man, Isaiah, is a personal trainer and straight and handsome and all that stuff. He's cut and he looks so good, but to hear him speak, all I could hear was his humility. His gratitude, his joy at what God had done in his life. And it was a powerful moment. Our faith provides us as a core fundamental center the understanding that all flesh have dignity. All flesh every human being of whatever earthly condition has dignity, bears the imago Dei, the image of God. And how disturbing when we use language to dehumanize other people. At our issues, our this this last week somebody caught me doing this <laughs> and I got a slap on the hand for it and that is we were talking about <clears throat> white supremacists and I referred to them as boneheads <laughs> that's dehumanizing maybe true but it's dehumanizing and if you look at if you look at our history or the history of other countries when we when we objectify another human being, we deny their dignity. I mean, it doesn't take a lot to come up with plenty of examples. But I, I was a General Sheridan who said, the, the only good Indian is a dead Indian. How awful. How awful. The, uh, the language that is used to dehumanize, to objectify I mean there are so many examples one that also came to mind was because of its rather acute clarity was during the Soviet Revolution in the early 20th century they began to catalog those that were former persons former persons and they of course were those who were rounded up and sent off to the gulags or just killed because if, if they're not people, if they, don't, if they don't bear the image and likeness of God if there's nothing about the other that we have to respect, then government or whomever we can just kill them we can kill them or we can lynch them You drive them off their land because they don't matter. But they do. All, all humanity. And the number of times that I have been with our people in the closing moments of their lives and I see there such dignity as they, at that, at that partition of life and between life and death, affirm that they can continue to hope even then. Great dignity, the masterpiece of God. And so we, we must maintain a sense of the ultimate value of one another The Apostle Paul says, count others better than yourself. Subject yourself to one another out of reverence for Christ. Uphold one another. You know the term subject? All it means is to put oneself under. And in so doing, we're in a position to serve and to lift them up. Just like Jesus, when He washed the feet of the disciples. Served. Lifted up. Edified. Why? Because we're masterpieces. Don't feel like it. But that's what we are to God. We're His masterpiece. C.S. Lewis goes to great ends. To unpack this. And in just a brief phrase of Lewis, it becomes very difficult. Are you okay, Penny? Okay, all right. Okay. Leave it to them. You realize... We almost lost her after her accident. And it was frightening. And this woman truly is a masterpiece of God. And in this instance, we can see it. And we're reminded of how very precious how very sweet we are in his sight let's bow together in prayer Lord Jesus we ask that you would attend to our dear sister Penny may we all know even at such a time as this We have been called and given a purpose with this life. There are so many ways that that can be squandered. But it is your will, your will, that we live this life to the fullest and that through us you might be glorified. Oh Lord, our Father, we ask your comfort and praise to be upon her and upon all of us. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. If you enjoyed today's podcast, there are a few things you can do. Be sure to subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. For more information, you can visit us online at www.naplescommunitychurch.org. If you happen to be visiting Naples, please drop in for our Sunday service at 10 a.m. We'd love to meet you. Thanks again for joining us. Have a fabulous day.